Marinka Kuipelentes is joining us uh, from the south of the Netherlands. Um, she grew up close to Eindhoven, uh, went to Maastricht University, um, and she obtained her a medical degree in 98 after completing internship in Zimbabwe. That's not why I chose her, by the way, but she did. Um, she completed specialization in family medicine in 2005, uh, and she has her own GP practice, combined uh, dispensing practice with, uh, with family care. But Marinka is here as a patient. Uh, she's been diagnosed with autoimmune vasculitis uh, a number of years ago. Um, and it is really uh, my pleasure to welcome you to the panel, Marinka. Of course, I've just told people you're a healthcare professional, so you obviously have a very specific idea about healthcare and interaction with the industry. But you are here as a voice of the patient. So I'm really interested to, to better understand, and if you could share maybe from your perspective, what are the expectations from a patient to pharma industry, first of all? Um, and secondly, does it matter with which function of industry you interact? So over to you. Thank you. Thank you very much for the introduction. Um, for, for your first question, I think for patients it's very clear. I can say it in one sentence. We want the best medicine. We want the best therapy for our disease. Um, and we want it to be available for everyone. That means that the costs have to be um, within reach for everyone. So we can have a, a large discussion about that, but I think the most important thing is uh, we all want to get better. That's Excellent. Number one priority. And um, I think uh, uh, beforehand there's a lot of research and a lot of interaction with, uh, um, with the hospitals and the research areas. And um, maybe uh, not so much with the patient or patient advocacy groups. So I think that maybe that could maybe be a, 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 a new way to communicate with each other. Um, and um, your second question is, well, who do you want to communicate with? It, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Excellent. You just want to have uh, no. have an interaction. And, and I think now it's it's very small or non-existent. Excellent. Good. Thank you very much. Can, can I switch the discussion it. a little yes. bit? Because I think we have the pleasure of having a patient and a clinician in, 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 in the room. So I know we talk a lot about insights and the rest of the meeting. We will do a lot of these activities. But just bottom line, what do you think we should do? What, what are your needs as a stakeholder? You're covering two of my stakeholders, the patient and the physician. Because I, I sometimes go to these patient fora. And what they said is don't start your own company initiatives to patients because it will do other things with us. Or with. So can you, can you speak a little bit about it? What, what do you think, hearing all this discussion and seeing all of us in the room, what do you think we should be doing? Thank you. Um, maybe it's not uh, from one company, but maybe it's uh, possible um, to combine companies. Uh, combine the information for companies um, to define um, to define what you want to learn what 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 the um, I mean uh, 
what's suffering? What 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 is the problem? It's not only uh, the high blood pressure or the high glucose. It is also uh, uh, the way they feel, the, the the quality of life. And um, maybe to understand uh, that particular question in the patient group, um, it could be combined not only by one company, but to make sure you communicate uh, within. So maybe combine information from different companies. And, and if I can just build on that, Marinka, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, so, you know, we've seen before um, with uh, the work that Kynaps and Matthew's group have done that this notion of patient centricity that all companies have want to focus on the patient, improve patient outcomes. Um, but there's also a gap in understanding of how to do it, um, what we can do. And, and I'm interested in your views on how do you think is the best way for industry to collaborate and interact with patient groups? Because it's not always possible with individual patients, obviously, right? So I know we've spoken earlier about education and maybe websites, but I'm interested in your views around that live interaction with patient groups, patient advocacy groups, whatever you want to call them. How, how do you see that? Thank you for the, education, for the point of the education, because I think I'm in an advantage because I... I know the world a little bit, but, but a lot of patient uh, advocates, they don't understand it, they, they, they don't know how the company is functioning, how uh, uh, research development, how, it, yeah, how the process is, 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 is leaded. So um, training those uh, patient advocates would be uh, very useful. So through tra training, you make sure you communicate on the same level. Yeah. And not all the patient uh, uh, groups can afford to send their advocates on training because right. that right. costs money. So that would be uh, very uh, useful um, to make sure there's education, to make sure you're, yeah, yeah. you're speaking the same language. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I, and I know groups like your party, for example, is doing a lot in Europe at least, to, to help with that education and for patient advocates to understand the whole research process. So, so I think you know, there's a long way to go, but the, as to your point you made earlier, there's, there's that, that other part around what happens post-authorization. So now the product is available, what now? Um, and we just started touching on patient support programs uh, at an earlier discussion. So. Um, I am aware that we have an audience. Thanks, Faisal. I was actually going to ask the question about can the drug sell itself, but you did that question away. Um, I was interested by your comment, Marika, about um, really getting to know the patient <coughs> and how important that is. Is there any advice that you can give or any of the panel members of really important ways medical affairs can really bring the voice of the patient in, both in terms of drug development, but also their initial experience after approval? Do you mean how to do that? What should companies how, how, how do to, to bring to really, the voice in? To become yeah. a patient-centric, truly patient-centric drug development. I can only speak uh, from my own experience. Um, uh, um, in, in the, uh, you've heard about Eurordis, uh, the European um, um, uh, Organization for uh, Rare and Complex Diseases. 
They have uh, patient advocates. They're very good organized. Um, I think for it in general, for other diseases, this could be possible as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. To have an organization like that. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is that industry, <coughs> excuse me, or companies can work together to help if there isn't uh, a patient group to help form that and to have that appropriate interaction within obviously guidelines of regulations, et cetera, et cetera, that the industry is really familiar with, <clears throat> to have those conversations. Yeah, okay, thank you very much. Um, and I think, I think the, just to build on that, at least an experience before, is that in some cases there's too many patient groups for the same disease, yes. and that becomes rather confusing, I think. But Iris and then Matthew. Um, yeah, if I can just, just build on that, um, I, I think what I've always found very useful and what we have tried to implement on a regular basis is to bring together patient councils really very much in the beginning um, of a development and to engage um, the members of that council, and it has to be an international composition throughout the entire development process, because then you have discussions about protocols, endpoints, but you can also have discussions around uh, devices. Uh, maybe there's a discussion around uh, variables, um, and, and all of this, of course, transitions then from the development phase um, uh, into um, the real world when the product reaches patients there. Uh, we're also trying to make sure that when we have protocol development, um, that we are really putting the team together with patients in a retreat for a few days. And I can tell you the conversation changes when you have patients in the room and the focus changes when you have patients in the room. So um, we try to do this wherever possible and whenever possible, and it has become a habit that I think has served us reasonably well. Mm. Now, the only thing, um, Faisal, to your question, um, I, I think that question, a lot of people ask that question, and I think in some areas it's more obvious than others. So a clinical trial, and you know, it's kind of a little more obvious what questions that we're asking of patients. So I think two interesting things we had. One was um, being clear about what we're asking patients. So if you take a patient, are you asking them to represent their own experiences, or are you asking them to represent other experiences, or are they uh, representative of the population, et cetera? But then I think, Perhaps in areas where it's not so obvious to look at a process, this was a very interesting exercise, to look at, to take the senior leadership and map out the process and ask them where they felt that we needed patient input, and they put little stickers, and then to ask the people who are operating that process where they felt they needed patient input, and they put little stickers, and then ask some patients where they felt they should input to the process. And where those things converged, that's quite a good discussion about how to get that input, what questions to ask, and, and how that is done in a way that there aren't compliance hurdles and all that kind of thing. And where they diverge, that's quite a good discussion in terms of why do patients think they should input here and why don't they, etc. And that was kind of quite a nice, finite exercise that try to bring it to a more sort of day-to-day -day, tangible way of doing it. That was quite a nice exercise. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Matthew.